0: Greetings, my name is James Major Burns, and I am your host of The Third Degree with me, James Major Burns. Yes, I am back again, and I have a new guest. But before we get into that, let me just say, um, follow me on all of my social media, James Major Burns, and yes, that's my real name too, on most social sites. I am James Major on Twitter and Big Balls 5 with the number 5 on Snapchat. Now, let me tell y'all something. Don't judge me. I was only 20 when I made this Snapchat name. And a friend of mine at the time, this girl I worked with, her name was like Turd McTurd Turd or something. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make something funny too. Big Balls 5. And that's Big Balls the number 5, not F-I-V-E. Big Balls 5 the number 5. So yeah, follow me on all of those social sites. Look me up on, you know, Twitter, SoundCloud, all of the above. James Major Burns. Also, come and see Shrek the Musical at La Comedia Dinner Theater. I am here until August 11th. You can check that out on lacomedia.com. You can check their Facebook page. You can check my Facebook page and you can find the information there. Hit me up, DM me. Yes, make sure you do that. And pretty soon here, I'm going to start running promotions. So if you have a business and you want me to shout it out to all of my listeners, hit me up. Because we're all trying to get that coin for a coin. And we're going to be flipping nickels and dimes, y'all. Actual nickels and dimes, not the other stuff. But let's get to it. So again, we are here. And this is a safe space for myself and others to discuss what is going on in the world and in our lives. We are here so we can learn, laugh, and share. And this is an opportunity for people to get to understand what's behind the mind of the creative versus what they see and what they think. Because what they see is not always the truth. Oh, oh wait a second. Oh, there we go. I got had to, had to get that one out. All right? All right. So, today with me, I have a special guest. Mr. Nasir Peterson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ah, love it. They love you. They love you. They love you. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Well rested. How are you?
0: Well rested. I'm glad you are because I eyes is tied. Mm-hmm. But, um... I am well. That first show, we had two shows today. Today is a Mm -hmm. two-show day, Shrek the Musical. But today is a two-show day, so we have a morning show, more like an afternoon show, and then an evening show, and then a little bit of time in between. So we got that first show out the way. And I'm not as tired as I normally am, Mm -hmm. so maybe I did get more rest last night than I thought. Right. But besides that... I feel good. But I'm so glad to have you on. Thanks for You're my you. first guest Dude. from the cast. And it's it fits you very well because you're the first person I met. Right, isn't that crazy? Yes, all that time. And that was way back in March. Right. (laughs) Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. So, welcome. I'm glad to have you. He actually listened. I sent out emails. I had a list of questions. And he returned his immediately. So, thank you for listening. Okay. Okay. And he'll be the first of many guests that I have from the cast to interview and just ask them about their lives. And a few of the people actually were like, why would you want to interview me? I'm like, sis, you're in a whole production right, right. now. Professional. A professional production. Uh, you go to school or just graduated from school and you're pursuing theater professionally. How do you think your life is boring? Right. I just don't understand that. But that's why I'm here to let you know it's not. I'm going to awaken those little thoughts in your head that you never thought you could do. Oh, we're doing it. All 2K19 and all the rest of your <laughs> life. Hashtag make it happen. So let's get into a little of the- of the real stuff so again I wanted to bring you on and my guest on because as a creative I want to give people more opportunities to express themselves and again I want for people who think they know you I want them to get to know you a little bit for whatever you want to you know let people in on so if there's something you don't want to talk about you could be like pass you could just be like oh you know what you know, you can ease over that because in this industry, if this is what you really want to do, you'll be on interviews, right. whether it's visual or audio. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why wait? Right. Why wait to be on Good Morning in America? We can do it now. Mm-hmm. Why wait to try to have a talk show and I can do it now? I tell oh, well. anybody that if you want your own podcast, go out and do it. You have a computer, you can do it. But still, listen to me though. So, um, <laughs> but I, that's what I did last year. I just. Started um, writing more songs, and all I wanted to do was be able to ride down the street and listen to like songs that I had written. Mm-hmm. And now I can check it out on SoundCloud and soon to be all music platforms. Dude, dude. But it's a dream that came true. I actually mm-hmm. wrote lyrics in a, um, one of my songs. It's something like um, dreams coming true and. It was like the bottom of my list of my biggest dreams. So once I achieved them, like, you know, writing my songs and listening to them, just mm-hmm. strolling down the street, I was like, wow, I never, um, never really thought that I would get to this point. Now what do I do? Right. I'm like, I have to create new dreams. And that was an eye opener to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I can do these things.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So
0: now I feel like I can just do anything. anything. You know, now like. Being able to be donkey. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And killing it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, first of all, let's talk about Papa Bear. Oh. So can we talk about <laughs> Ms. Sarah Peterson? So me and my friend Michaela Monique Moore, who was right now in <laughs> Vietnam on her way to Singapore, so she could perform with L Live. Shout out to her. We came to Springboro, Ohio for Shrek the musical auditions. And when I first found out about the auditions, I thought I was going to drive to New York City until I called because I saw the theater was in Ohio. I was like, oh, they might have auditions. Let me check. Bam, came up here on a Saturday. So we saw Nasir, and Nasir sang a song from Caroline <laughs> or Change. And me and Michaela sat in the hallway, and for about 20 or 25 minutes, we sang a whole Caroline or Change medley. <laughs> Little did I know at the time, which I haven't told Michaela yet, but I can't wait to tell her. Little did I know at the time, he only knew the song he sang from the show. <laughs> and he sang the song by The Bus. And we had done the show last February, 2018 February. So, But it has beautiful music. So when I, he auditioned after me. So as I'm walking out, I hear him singing the song that I sang. And I was just like... Oh my gosh, he is singing! And then I thought to myself, "So he just gonna <laughs> sing this song from the show?" After I sat out here and had a twenty-five minute medley, and he didn't say one word to us. So you know, as soon as you came out, right. I was like, "Good audition." <laughs> so you just gonna sit there and not say nothing?
1: And did you sure did?
0: He was like, "Well, I didn't know if, if I should or anything," and I was just like, "Hmm." Mm. <laughs> But it was very nice. And who was the woman sitting next to you during that day?
1: Did you know her? I didn't, but she was just super sweet.
0: She was really sweet and really excited to to be there. Mm-hmm. And I noticed her energy. I was like, yeah. Oh. But you all don't know Nasir. How tall are you?
1: I don't like to say six, one, or two. But we're going to try to bring that down to six foot sometime. Because I don't like being tall. We can trade. <laughs>
0: six feet plus right <laughs> he's papa bear in the show so he's thicker than miss snickers but not as two twix bars Ooh. um and he seems quiet so when you were talking with her i could just see your face like looking at her and i mm-hmm. felt like you just want her to leave you alone you just want her <laughs> to leave you alone no
1: Absolutely not.
0: No, that's not it.
1: Absolutely Mm. not. No, she was a really nice lady, and I was really hoping that we would get to work together this summer. And who's to say maybe she got cast and just didn't take it? But
0: right, because that you know things like that happen. We can't disclose all of those type of things, you know. But Mm -hmm. um, things like that happen, and she was very vibrant. I thought Mm. that she might get into the show. Super pretty. So we're gonna skirt on past that, and we're gonna talk to you now. We're gonna ask you some. Questions. So, going into, going into the auditions, what were you expecting? Er, squash, scratch that. We're going to get back to that. You are a recent graduate of Wright State University. her right up. With a BA in theater. hmm So, explain to our guests what the BA in theater is.
1: Um, well, the BA in theater at Wright State is like, you as a BA major in theater, can make your own path. So you can be an actor, you can be a stage manager, you can dibble and dabble where you please. Um, it the, the program isn't for everybody because they feel like if you don't know what you want to do, then if you don't know what you want to do, it's it's kind of like you just feel left out in a way because you're not a, a BFA or an MT or an acting major who they have the set schedule for everything. We can come and go as you please, take the classes we want. There is no set Uh, curriculum per se but
0: no yeah there's no certain classes you need to have to graduate. well
1: there are but there's so many options and from uh, the theater BA BA, many people branch out to like costumes stage management because it's so open
0: and that's more jobs right and more money hello the more you know (laughs)
1: because we need that
0: let me tell you so how was that experience for you for those four years
1: Um, actually really good. When I got to Wright State, I met a lady by the name of Brittany Williams, and she was a class above me, and she was a black uh, female in the acting program, and she was just, like, the mother of all black students at Wright State University in the theater department. And so she just all swept us in, and we became a family. All five of y'all? Right. Well,
0: how many of—we'll just talk about that because they're— is there are very few people of color Mm -hmm. who go into musical theater or once you get to auditions that you even see there. Right. And I think that starts in childhood versus when Motown came out and everybody was doo on the corner. Mm -hmm. Now when we're growing up, they're like, you better get a real job. Right. pay your bills. What they say on Sister Act 2, singing does not put food on the table. Little did y'all know that was Dina Jones, the original Dina Jones, but we're going to get back to that.
1: Speaking of that, so side note. My church, uh, I got a scholarship for my church, and somebody's dad went they up. You should be doing Right. Somebody's dad went up to the podium. I won't um, give any names or nothing, but he was introducing his daughter so she can give out her speech. And he was like, she loves instruments. She plays all these different instruments in the band, but that doesn't pay any money, so she's getting a real job in front of the entire church. And then I'm next with my BM theater. Like, <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah. What was the reaction of the uh, congregation when he said that?
1: I feel like they were mostly older, so they were kind of agreeing, but they were also shocked. It's like, wow, you just kind of crushed her dreams without giving her a chance.
0: Right. Because let's not forget, they come to the church for the word. But you know, you come to that church so you can hear that choir sing. Right. Somebody had to teach that choir how to sing, mm-hmm. and the musical director had to learn how to play the piano. Right. But so that's a part of the church. They want you to, they would teach you up so you can come into the church and mm-hmm. use your, your um, qualities and there. Right. But it's just a kick in the throat when, to hear that when you're growing up. Right, And absolutely. it is your dream. Mm-hmm. I didn't get put in dance classes. I didn't get put in singing right. lessons. Oh, yeah, singing. We went to church and we learned how to do it there properly and improperly. Right. Because you know, at church, they, they teach you how to sing, but they're not teaching you. They they're teach like, listen sing, here, baby. Right. But one thing I will say is being able to have a good ear, mm-hmm. it is very important. It
1: will change your life.
0: Because I know people who read music, play mm-hmm. music, flat as a patty cake. I'm like, so how don't you hear that you're right. singing the wrong Don't you read Don't can't you <laughs> see the note and you still are singing it wrong? Right. That is the most like shocking thing mm. to me. So, after that man said that, how did you feel before you got up and spoke?
1: I was a little I was a little discouraged because like some he was uh he's very successful. We actually live in the same neighborhood and he has his Beautiful home with like these all.
0: So he's somebody you could could have looked up to.
1: Yeah, because our families are very close, and so I was. I went up to the podium, and I'm, my whole speech is about theater. I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, great setup.
0: Right. Awesome. For the guy who told me that I'm about to be broke. Right. Now, it is very hard to be very successful. There is no. Clocking in nine to five in this job, there's no social security check. There's no, um, what else you call it? There's no health um, Mm and medical, none of that. So with that being said, with the type of lifestyles we come from Mm -hmm. and however old he is, he comes from a certain generation. So security and stability is very important. That's how, ooh, ooh, excuse me. And I, (laughs) ooh, but um, that's how my dad was. (laughs) He kept telling me, he was like, "Uh, you know, I can't afford for y'all to go to college. Mm -hmm. All y'all, he got five boys. I can't pay for all y'all to go to college. Mm -hmm. You need to get a a scholarship and you need to apply for all of these grants and stuff. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm like, I want to sing. Besides having to deal with other issues in my life, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to sing. And I didn't start singing until I was 20. As far as in front of people, Mm -hmm. I sang at my graduation and I was scared to death. I don't even remember anything. But I didn't oh. do my first show until I was um 20 years old. Wow. But it was a big fear. And my mom used to let me sing and stuff, but they used to tell me, you need to go, you need to figure out what you want to do. Mm. You need to get a real job. And when people say real jobs, even like being a server, right? I'm always told, you need to get a real job. I'm like, well, this job pays me real money and it's paying mm. my real bills. Real bills. bills. And let me tell you, I'm not as miserable at, a serving job as I have been at like my call center job. Mm. And I understand that stability is beautiful, but people are miserably stable. Absolutely. And I don't want to work a job for 15 years. And I just saw a post on Facebook about people having to sacrifice their happiness for their families to be wealthy and sacrificing certain things. I'm like, you know what? I don't got no kids right now or big responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sacrificing my happiness. Right. Why would I do that? I can be happy and work a job if I have to, a right. nine to five. That mm-hmm. doesn't make me miserable. Right. That's why like you run into those associates at jobs and you're like, they're like, hello. Right. I'm like, girl, ain't mm-hmm. nobody telling you to be here? You needed to be here. So you need to fix your face. Because let me walk up into that Walmart again and that lady, ooh, and I, ooh. Let me tell <laughs> you. we I'll let y'all know about that one later. So anyway, moving on. So, how many people of color were there in the theater department while you were there? Is it few enough that you can, like, kind of count them all? Or were there more than one would think?
1: I say at any given year, out of, like, all, like, dance, theater, motion pictures, uh, stage management, out of any given year, like, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, 10 at the max, out of, like... 200 and something. Oh,
0: wow. That's what I was about to ask, like, Mm -hmm. overall. So, about 10, yeah, 200.
1: And a lot of those do end up... A lot of those uh, black uh, students do end up leaving because they feel like they aren't getting what they need. They're not growing artistically, which is understandable. You can't... um, I feel like, uh, especially in this industry... We compare ourselves to each other. We compare our paths with each other.
0: Instead of being a team. Right. Because we know there's only five jobs. There's only five jobs for us to get yes some men no some. Right. <laughs> like, literally random black girls singing the soul. Look it up.
1: That is us. That is us.
0: Right. And I'm totally opposite from that. My first audition in New York City, there was a guy who was kind of like, he was older than us, at mm-hmm. least. I think he's in his 40s now. And I'm Facebook friends with him. And he was very kind. And he came up to us and he was like, hey, what's your name? And I introduced myself. And at one point, like at callbacks, I got a callback. It was actually for Shrek the Musical and Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh. And, and I, Ooh, yes, I did. <laughs> so he was really kind. He was like, and he told us like, y'all know we got to stick together. He was Absolutely. very verbal about that. And there was another guy that was there that I'm still friends with on Facebook. I'm actually friends with a couple of them, but there everybody wasn't like that. He mm-hmm. was like, "There's no, he, he said he's like, there's no need for us to be at each other's throats." It was seven Absolutely. of us, out of hundreds of people who had tried out and mm-hmm. all the other people. So you know we were all in there for the same role, but again right. it was like we don't need to be at each other's necks. We need to be stepping stones for each other, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated that, yeah. and I communicate back with him. Back and forth with him sometimes like on Facebook. Mm. Not like we're best friends or or friends or anything like that. But because we are in the same industry and because it is so small, it's nice to have had that type of person who has experience in the industry do that for me versus try to. Because I've also been to an audition where I felt like this guy talked to me the whole time and threw me off. And then I felt like he did it on purpose. Yeah, And I was like, oh, I was just so excited to be there. He lives in New York. I right, didn't. I right. was there for a week mm-hmm. to audition, so I was just like, "Oh my gosh, we met someone. Mm-hmm. He's nice. He's black. So where well, I gotta be friends?" <sighs> Added him in on Facebook and all that. Talked mm-hmm. to us, me and my fiance the whole time, wow. the whole time, and then never heard from him again after mm-hmm. that. And even once we got upstairs, I was just like, "Oh." Oh, yeah, he getting ready. I need I need to be ready. But yeah. I should have been prepared before that. Right. And I didn't go to school for theater. So there's a lot of things that I do notice, uh, just about like certain polish that people who have taken a class or mm-hmm. went to school have. And it used to make me feel insecure mm-hmm. and less than. But I finally just got to a point in life where that doesn't matter. Right. And like right now, you know, I live here- in housing, and both of my roommates went to AMDA. Mm, Right, um, And then all of you guys are in school for musical theater or have just graduated. Mm. And everyone asks, where did you go? I'm like, the Youngstown Playhouse Academy. (laughs) 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 There was that, the community theater in my city. Mm. I just call it the academy, because that's where I learned most of my, you know, my zhuzh. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, two, three years ago, I would have just been completely like insecure or just intimidated, right. and I'm just so happy. Versus like my success or the progress I made with my talent, I'm so happy of the progress I've made with my mental state. Yeah. Because you can be as talented as Ooh. you want. We see it. We see pe- We see singers, actors, dancers, and we see people on TV super super talented and on TV shows, and singing shows. They're like, why mm-hmm. didn't that person win? 'Cause they can't keep it together in their mind. And that is one thing that is very strong. And like I say, even for us, with all five of our roles, we have to be expected to be told no, 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 no. Or be okay with being that random black person singing the soul. So when it comes to the uncomfortability with those things, I'm like, we gotta start creating our our own roles. And get into that. So, again, moving on. I know I kind of get into a little tangent. <laughs> you got your BA. What are your plans now? Oh,
1: great question. Um, I would like to find... Uh, okay, short-term goals would be find some theaters in Cincinnati to work with, get some equity points, become an equity member, uh, and eventually tour. I Just the thought of a national tour seems really exciting and fun but and long, realistic yeah cuz you're also doing what you love while saving you a bit of money
0: mm-hmm.
1: um long term goals is i want to open my own theater company not necessarily be the director of every show or whatever but just have a company where it's not the norm i want to give the i want to give my younger self what i didn't have <sighs> yes. I, that that young chubby black boy who could sing but never, always got overlooked because he was awkwardly tall and didn't talk to anybody. He wasn't in all the dance classes. He wasn't, you know, always with the musical theater kids. Right. So just giving the kids who don't have the chance, who are talented, who can make the difference, the chance to actually shine on stage and not feel like they are only worthy of ensemble or chorus members.
0: Right. And they're so... Oh, like I tell you, when I heard you sing <laughs> at the <laughs> audition, I was like, ooh, I was like, I said, depending on how tall Shrek is, mm-hmm. that boy might be donkey because he's hang. And I was like, okay. But again, I'm like, I'm not here to compare myself right. to this person mm-hmm. because also when you're told no, it doesn't make you ta- talentless. Yes. That's another thing with mental state. Like that is so strong. The fact that you, that we can defeat ourselves before oh, yeah. we even enter a room. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's it's devastating. Yes. So getting your mental state together and keeping it together is very important, people. Please. And that's what all aspects of life. Mm, Please. Because we have all been there. And that's why I'm the type of person I am. And when I discover these new things, I'm like, you know what? I can't force anybody to do anything. But Mm. I'm definitely going to let them know what I did to get past this or through it a Mm. little bit. Because I can use all the advice I can get to this day. Mm. And I find myself sometimes slipping back in to certain, you know, things. One day I rehearsed, so actually I'll share this. I had gotten a note that I had gotten twice or three times. Who's counting? Me. <laughs> and it completely, I felt like I was in the sunken place. You see, mm. Get Out, when he yeah. fell back, like yeah. I literally was just like, I just felt like I completely fell out of myself. Mm-hmm. For like 30 minutes, I was like very quiet and I was sad and I was angry and I just was like the old me. And I had to talk myself out of it. I had to pull myself out of it. Like, mm. literally, physically pull myself out of it. And I was so sad. I was like, oh, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, I mm. wasn't even supposed to be here. And luckily, I am here. Right. So this, I mean, I can't make any mistakes. I felt like I couldn't make any mistakes. Mm. And then I just started doubting myself and throwing all these questions in. And I was like, you know what, no. I can't do this. We're not here to do this. Right, And I pulled myself out of it and I was able to move on from it. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of myself for just doing that part. right? Because again, I know me just a couple years ago, I would have been completely out of the game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even come... audition for this. In fact, the only reason I did is because I did Guys and Dolls before I left. And the Equity guy that they had brought in, he was like, oh, you have a good voice. I was like, no, thanks. He's like, well, no, really, I think you're really good. You should go audition for something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. Heard a lot. Mm -hmm. But he's like, no, I you should. And because he was equity, I was just like, Well, maybe if he feels that way, mm-hmm. maybe I am, you know, because of course his word is more important than anyone else's, but not really. Right. But because he had worked, he's like, No, you can work. And I told him I was like, Well, I don't really read music well. He was like, Okay. I was like, Well, won't that stop me? He was like, No, there's a bunch of people who don't read, but you should at least go out to audition. Mm-hmm. And just because of that conversation and not essentially all because he was equity, but because he took the time out to talk to right, me about it, yeah. I was like, well, you know what? Let me let me see what's out there. Mm. And I've always wanted to be donkey, so I always search. I hadn't been on an audition since maybe 2017. Wow. And it's because, you know, I was started doing my own shows at home. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged now. And I started to think of life. And I, I recently gotten sad about, I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm about to be 30 next year nothing happened like I thought it was gonna happen I'm still here I'm still working these jobs I was miserable at my Mm -hmm. job at this call center miserable I used to call my fiance and have him talk me into going into the room I'm like I don't I'm just miserable and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to just sit and not pay no bills and let everything get cut off I'm just like I don't even want to live I'm like I just don't know what to do but um again I got out of that place and Mm -hmm. look at me now hey (laughs) look at me now (laughs) hey we getting paper, okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyways, so I know this is a little hobby of yours, but you do makeup.
1: I do um okay, my makeup, I would say it was a past obsession. Um, it's it comes and goes. So when I was doing community theater back in Augusta, fun fact, I worked with Augusta Players, which is where Sutton Foster got her start, Doot, do.
0: Ooh. Hashtag Augusta Players. Right.
1: That's y'all connection. <laughs> right. Check them out. Um, but my friend Katie Reagan and Sarah, they would always do their makeup just and it would look flawless and I was like, well, I want to look like that because I don't know why but also I learned this from Mama Beyonce. All these theaters like to use this blue lighting and I'm a very deep dark skinned person. Hershey's dark
0: chocolate poop. Mm-hmm.
1: And blue lighting just makes me look like there's a circle of black on the stage that's on my face. And it's like, that's not okay. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to buy this Mac. And I my first time buying Mac, I was like, ooh, I'm everything now. You can't. <laughs> and I used it like in a week because I was just so excited to use it and I never got to actually use it. But then fast forward to college, my freshman year, which a lot of people don't know, but my close friends do, I wouldn't step foot out of my dorm without makeup on ever. Like, even if it was just to go to the cafe or something, I would be like, well, you have to wait 30 minutes because I'm putting on makeup. Even just, like, go get gas. Like, it was... I just felt, like, not as important without it. Because, like, when I have it on, it's like, people always compliment my skin. I feel like I'm a part of the world. I'm just not in the background. And that's that's what I felt like when I... Like, when I have it on, it's just... I feel like i become a new person.
0: That is not terrible because... It's not completely terrible. I wish you wouldn't have felt like that, but makeup isn't bad. I like Mm. being able to, and like even now I'm like I like makeup. I want to learn how to do Mm. it better, but I like the fact that you can kind of change it up a little bit, like girls Mm. with their hair. I'm
1: like right, yeah.
0: It's just fun. It's enticing, also.
1: Mm. I um, feel I um the gender norm of makeup really irritates me. I feel like it's okay to for men to you know do a little. Here and there. Which is perfectly fine. I really do encourage that. But at the same time, I know that going full out glam isn't for every man. I feel like a man who wants to conceal, that doesn't make you any less of a man. Thank you. I, gender norms just should be burned at the stake. I. Uh, what gender norms? All of them.
0: I'm saying what? Because I don't see any. Because I'm, I don't pay attention to those. And at <laughs> one point, I... And I feel like when I really started loving myself as mm-hmm. when. Everybody else started loving me. Yeah. And now they just everybody seems like my biggest fan. They love James Major Burns because mm-hmm. they think they know me, but they really don't. <laughs> right. Y'all know me. Don't touch me. <laughs> but um, so when I started loving myself, because there's still things about myself that I would, you know, could change. Like I said, as soon as I get that bag, I'm getting a um a, a, a wood Cardi to be. got a bag and fixed my teeth. Oh, as soon as I get that bag. But like I just didn't feel attractive. To men, to mm-hmm. women, like I didn't smile, I didn't do anything, right. and then once I just started like loving me, I just feel beautiful. I I just think I look good in everything I wear. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel beautiful. I just feel great. I just feel like the greatest. Now right. that doesn't mean like you're not the greatest, but I just feel like the greatest me that I can be, and it, I just feel so good. Like I said, no matter what I wear, I just feel great in it mm-hmm. now. I don't know exactly when I reached that point, but it was just so relieving because life until that point has just been the exact opposite. Right, I felt yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I looked good. I did and wore things for everybody else right. for the validation for them. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I can't remember exactly when it changed, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear this for me. Mm-hmm. I feel good in this. Right. Why you have those on? Because I look good. Because I, I feel like I look good. Right. That, I wear it for me. Mm-hmm. I'll I I wake up for me. Okay? Oh, okay. oh sorry. Oh, okay. There we go. So, what was your first impression of me when you first met me at the audition?
1: So, I met Major. Like, he told the story. He was with his friend, and they were just, you know, having a good old time. I'm there by myself, all timid and nervous. And, I, like, the young lady we spoke about earlier, we bonded really good. And so, then they start singing. I'm like, oh, they're good. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, I'm looking around, and it's like, oh, there is... A decent amount of us, but we're always, 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 always going to be outnumbered. And but there were
0: like five or six of us. Yeah. And Thomas was one of them. So and his, he's in the cast, and then yes. his friend.
1: Yes, his friend. And
0: then there's one other guy I remember. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I think that's all I saw.
1: Yeah. Um. But they were they were just singing. They started singing "Carolina Change," and I'm just sitting there like, "Oh, dang, that's my song." <laughs> Do I say something? Do I not? And I was like, Nasir, sit down. Don't. No. mm-mm because I don't, you never know. And then it so happened that I was right after a major. So I go in there and he's slanging his dog on song.
0: <laughs> and and I, I, you wish me luck. You told me like good job and mm-hmm. everything. So I, 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 was, I appreciated that because I didn't know anyone. I was like really nervous walking out. You were like, mm-hmm. you did a good job. I was like, Thank you. Good mm-hmm. good luck. And I actually forgot about that moment until just now. Yeah, like yeah, and they were. I feel like they were literally
1: loving him. And side note, come see the show because he is killing it as Donkey.
0: Thank
1: you. But um, yeah, and I was bad, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I had my phone recording my audition
0: in my back pocket, and because I so did I. <laughs> shut up. And Michaela, Michael Michaela M- Monique Moore, my friend. She was like, I'm going to record my audition. Mm-hmm. I was like, how? I'm thinking video. She was right. like, I'm going to just put it in my back pocket. I was like, me too. And I recorded my audition. I still have mine. I still have mine too. <laughs> and I listened to it on the way home 12 times. And I, then when I got home, I listened yeah, to it. I listened to it
1: in the parking lot. I stood in the parking lot. And I
0: thought I was I was like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. I thought I did terrible.
1: Everybody was like, they're not looking up from the table at me. And I was like, well, you just never know. Like, what They've seen a lot of people, so and i feel like that kind of maybe people they date the
0: kids in the morning
1: yeah and we mm. know <laughs> yeah yes love kids yes but um, i feel like sometimes during auditions on this kind of all topic what they see on the casting panel is not what they see because a person people get tired just because their face is like just cuz their face is reading uh, i'm hungry or i want to go home that you can be awesome but if that affects your performance, then you've lost the gig. Right.
0: And that's what I've been trying to learn. And that's what I, haven't, I didn't get a chance to learn like with school, how to prepare myself for an audition and what to pay attention to or not to pay attention to. Because I had a whole spiel. I was going to walk in and be like, greetings, my name is James Major Burns. And unlike most of the people you saw today, I woke up like this. <laughs> and as soon as I got there, I was like, hi, my name is James Major Burns. How are you? And I, I don't know why, and it's like right before I stepped on the stage, I like shut down, and mm-hmm. I just felt like I'm like, I don't know if this is appropriate, yeah, and I didn't do it. Thankfully, I had a few minutes to talk to them because somebody went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. but i I felt like I could hear myself breathing the whole time, and I was like, mm-hmm. and when I get nervous, I kind of like talk like yeah. this and with my hands, yeah. so i I could hear myself breathing, and I was trying to calm down, I was trying to relate mm-hmm. um to them. And get them to like me. I was like, yeah. I'm like, but that shouldn't be my goal walking in there. But because I don't know, I just, I'm like, I just got to figure it out mm-hmm. going in there. But you did great. So, after you met me that day, what was your first impression, well, your next impression when you started to get to know me? Because that was only like an hour or so that day.
1: Um, during The first week of rehearsals was pretty... I've never done a show that where there's only two weeks of rehearsal.
0: Ooh,
1: and uh, I I personally had a very interesting first day of rehearsal. Um, Why? I actually quit the show the first day of rehearsal. A lot of people don't know that, but I did. I just... Did you tell them? Yeah, I went up to Becky, who's our amazing music director. And I was just like, for some reasons, I was just like, you
0: know... I, you don't want to reveal those reasons? Let the people we, we, know. We keeping it real? We keeping it all the way real. We keeping it so, 100. Uh, I was just
1: like, I, I'm i literally, I was, okay, as you guys know, I'm Papa Bear, and I was playing a villager, and that was it. So I was like, that's like two scenes in the whole show. Like, why am I driving 40 minutes to be in two scenes? That's ridiculous. Like, gas isn't free. right? So the first day, I was just like, oh, well, you know. I'm gonna bid them farewell and wish them good luck. But it um I I'm learning to trust the process. Even though for me I feel like for me because I'm tall and a little bigger than most guys, because I'm not, you know, what you typically see like if you go on Broadway, you're not gonna see an asir in every show. Right. If you see one at all. Um, I feel like I and along with every other black male, we have to fight ten times harder. Just to get what the other people get,
0: right? Because what other role in the show would I play besides Donkey, or what a person who looked like us play besides right. Donkey? Not Farquaad. We're, we're not. They're not casting us as that person,
1: right? Period. And it's that goes back to like my long term goal. Why can't there be an Asian Farquaad? Why I'm not, I'm not really familiar with like the movie of Strike, but I don't really see there being a problem with an Asian Farquaad. Why can't there be a, a Japanese Farquaad? You know, or you know of Strike, or why can't Fiona be like busty? I just why does it have to be by the book? Oh, she's slim. Especially
0: yeah. when this musical, this movie was the different. It it was outside of the norm. Right. That's why Fiona turned into an ogre. So she was actually only human for the first movie. And then they made three more mm-hmm. with her as an ogre. And with Shrek being the prince, it was definitely not the norm. Right. You know? Um, I'm surprised that you said that, but I do want to say that had you quit, I don't think it would have been wrong because you have to weigh out your options. Right. Because you still have to survive. Right. You have a job you have to do. And yes. shout out to all the people on the cast who are still working their 9 to 5s and then coming to rehearsal.
1: And the people and then, who are working that are going to rehearsal and then working third shift.
0: Yes. this year Peterson. Right. Shout out to y'all for real because I do it all the time back home for community mm. theater. I would work nine to five, eight to five, five to one, and then go to rehearsal till right. 10, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock sometimes. But it's for the love. That's what I want right. to do. It's yes. cho- choices, hashtag right. choices. It's a choice. I'm glad you stayed. I would have been so salty because you were the one person I knew. I know. I I feel like when I, on my ride home, I was like,
1: Siri, it it's okay. So you were done. Like on your way home, you were done. No, I told Becky I was like, Well cause she was for you guys don't know that don't know our theater that we're at now since it's uh to quit or if you get terminated, there's a fee that you have to pay. And I was just like, Well, I I'm not in a position to, you know, <laughs> just talk of that kind of money right now. So I I was like, I don't really have a choice but to stay. So on my way home, Becky called me. She and for those that don't know who don't know, Becky is my voice teacher and she was my voice teacher all throughout college so we had a really in-depth talk and she just basically told me to trust the process and not judge too quickly i kind of feel like i did judge quickly but it's like at the same token what makes me not eligible to be uh i don't want to say a dancer but a dancer
0: and there's questions that you have to ask yourself. And then when you get told you can't be in the scene, whether it's just because they're like, okay, we, we're going to take one person out. Uh, just take hair out. It could be for no reason at all. Right. It could be because you're too tall and then that's bringing you back to every way you ever felt about being too tall. Right. It could be because you're too big and then that's going to bring it back all of those memories mm-hmm. of you feeling like you're too big, you're too tall. Here I am, all of my fears are... True, back, yep. I, I made it, but I'm still at the bottom, so mm-hmm. now what? Like, is it even worth it? Should I just quit now? But I will say, one of my best friends, and here it comes, y'all. I mention him every show. He will be doing his interview soon. <laughs> Joshua William Green is 6'5", 200-plus pounds. He done did Broadway now. National tour of um, Finding Neverland just closed. I think they did 96 shows. He sang background for Sam Smith at the Grammys. Wow. So he's literally one of those people that you, is like yourself who didn't feel like he'd ever be able to do something mm-hmm. like that. He's always the tallest in the show.
1: Yeah.
0: And there was actually one other person in the show as tall as him. I was like, oh. that's the first thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. I was like, Josh, somebody is as tall as you. Right. I was like, I know, right? But those are the things like I noticed in mm-hmm. the uh, one other black boy in the show. Right. I mean, we, we spot him out. Yes. It's just For like, oops. Sure. I I I saw you. Mm-hmm. I saw you. So I I again I do understand your reasoning. And it's not a, it's not. A, don't feel bad for wanting. Don't feel bad for thinking about quitting. Mm-hmm. Because again, you had to weigh out your options. Right. I'm glad you stayed.
1: Yeah, me too. In the long run, I'm glad I stayed. I just I feel like I was thinking in the moment, and I was thinking more so of the
0: forty minute drive. Right. Because if you did quit. You probably would have came to see his show. I don't know. Maybe not. No, why not? <laughs> We're balling on the budget. Balling on the budget. Well, hey, you could have saved up as four weeks. Oh, well, shoot, it's eight weeks. You could have saved $10 a week. Mm, yeah, no, it wasn't going to happen. But anyway, you would have saw all the reviews. You would have saw me mm. on the news and be like, oh my gosh, he is great. Maybe right. I should go see him. Maybe they mm. came to see it and be like, I could have done this. Right. Well, oh, excuse me. But, um, it's also lessons that I think will make you stronger. Right. Absolutely. Like Regardless, you just can't quit. That's what you love to do. Mm. And people are going to continue to tell you things like that. Let me slow down my talking. People are going to continue to tell <laughs> you things like that. And I, I auditioned for Hairspray at my community theater back mm. home, the Youngstown Playhouse, and we had a seaweed off. Now I ended up being seaweed, mm-hmm. and when the auditions were coming, I, you know, I played all the roles I wanted to play now, like in life, basically, because of mm-hmm. community theater, right. different community theaters. But when that role was coming up, I auditioned against my fiance, another guy I knew that was talented, and then like three other guys there that were talented, and it was like the most competition I had had at an audition in a while, and in that type of audition process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in community theater, people will just say, hey, I'm going to do this show and we have a role that we're interested in you for. Mm -hmm. So they'll call you and be like, would you be interested in playing this role? Can you come in and sing? Or don't come in and audition at all. Now, that's not all theaters, but I've had that happen to me before. Mm -hmm. And other roles have been precast, like in the city I'm in. And that's not always a bad thing, but then people won't come out and audition. So I still want people to come out and audition. Mm -hmm. Also, this is a sidebar, but people don't know their lane. You thought you could be seaweed and you can't sing, or you thought you could be seaweed and you're a bass or you're a bear. If you can't sing the part, then you just can't can't be seaweed. And now you don't want to be in the show at all because it's Mm -hmm. not worth your time. And I'm thinking, what were you thinking at all to think that you might be able to play this role and it's no shade I'm like but no you're just, you just don't have what it, it takes to play this role so mm-hmm. you were here to just bust or nothing mm. it was a complete bust mm. but they I sang and it wasn't until right before they called us I was like oh none of them can sing this part mm-hmm. when we had our seaweed off I didn't know what to do I was like okay so we're all gonna sing run and tell that like together or, or like what's going down mm mm-hmm. So I waited to jump in on the parts that they all got quiet on. And I realized, as the song got higher, they weren't oh, singing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, they can't sing these parts. right? So process of elimination, right. I'm going to be seaweed. Mm. I have experience also, just more experience in them, than them in theater, so I was just like, oh, but but until that point, I psyched myself out, and I was like, oh, they're younger than me; right. they're new, fresh talent. Of course, they're gonna want them. I'm just mm-hmm. going through this process for no reason because yeah. I kind of didn't want to do it because I'm like, it's a new, young talent. I will want them too. Not thinking, I'm like, they can't sing these parts because they just don't sing that high. So that's what I start. I try to think about now and then. At the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in here and do me. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to be proud of my auditions. Right. That's what I, I don't want to leave out like, oh my gosh, I could have did this. Or maybe this wasn't it. I just want to be proud mm-hmm. of them. So, we're going to get back. What did you think of the cast when you met them all? Because y'all, Nasir got rest- He got R.B.F. Ooh. <laughs> Look it up. R.B.F.
1: <laughs> um, I'm... I'm- Usually, when I meet people for the first time, I'm just super observant, because you just never know. Um, By our third day of rehearsal, I was like, oh, this is a pretty good bunch of kids. And by the time we got to the theater, it was like, oh, we're becoming a family. And for theater people, we know how Tech Week is. It's like, that's when the real people come out. Mm-hmm. So, we were, we were still pretty close, but now that, that we're open, I feel like we do have a family. We do have our disagreements sometimes, but we are... I feel like we're genuinely there for one another, for the most part.
0: I do as well. And it's been really nice getting to know you and some of the other people in the cast. And I also have adopted new children. I'm a stage dad, y'all. <laughs> and I have new kids at the cast. And I cannot wait to interview them. And Thomas in particular, because oh. Thomas, and we're gonna, he going to hear this. You going to hear it, Thomas. He also is a very observant type of person. He's just more vocal about it. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about um, how shows usually, and for him, you get close with people and then everybody never talk again. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I'm talking to you whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. But we get into that when we get to his episode, y'all. So how many weeks have we been here since June 2nd? This is so yeah, two weeks of
1: rehearsal last week. Last week this is tech. only our
0: second week of the show, you guys, so I think this is week four. we got six more weeks after this week. Mm-hmm. y'all come and see us, but how has the show been for you?
1: I think it's it's a roller coaster sometimes personally, I think it's roller coaster sometimes I'm up sometimes it's like, oh, here we go to do like I have to not physically make myself do the show, but I think it's primarily because of work when I'm like up at four oh, yeah. <laughs> Um. Sometimes I'm just getting home at six o'clock in the morning, and it's like, well, I have to drive forty minutes, so I can't sleep. And so, yeah, that's the ordeal.
0: That oh, is a sacrifice.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> but the bill's gotta get paid. Yes. Um, I, for not to, not to spoil the show for anyone, but there's a scene in the show, where the lovely donkey and the dragon, and that scene is in particularly hard. But you have to come see the show to see why.
0: Well, I'm in that scene, and it's. I, listen, y'all. He's one of the dragon ops. The dragon can't fly on her own. <laughs> he helps my baby fly. I almost slid off the bridge twice today. Wow. And it's because I'm wearing knee pads now. Mm-hmm. But I need I need the knee pads. Right. Yes. And I was just like, like you know, for that two seconds that felt like ten seconds. I'm like, what am I gonna do when I fall? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's not gonna be fun. But I'm just right. gonna ball up because I'm in a big fursuit. suit. And wish for the best. Right. Mm -hmm. But I stayed on there. But that scene is my most tiring scene. Yes.
1: And it's it it's like it doesn't stop. It's just I almost ran into you today. I yeah. Did you stop or did you keep going? I feel like every show is different with the dragon. I feel like sometimes we're running, sometimes we're walking. It's never set. Like
0: today, I got close to you though because I was trying to play it off like, "Oh my gosh, I'm discombobulated." Oh, he's in my face, and I was like, "Oh my gosh." And I felt so bad because I did not want to have you stop because the once you know, it's like, it's a train. Like, right. one stop, mm-hmm. they all stop, yeah. and, or they keep going, it could be a wreck. Right. I got so scared, and I turned around, I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, they're still going. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, the dragon, it's, it's, a, it's a beast. It's, I feel like it's one of the, it's a, it's definitely a highlight in the show. Oh, it's one of the best scenes in the show. Go ahead, just say it. <laughs> it's being uh, Mr. Modest over here right I mean, now.
0: So, um, who's coming to see you in the show?
1: On Sunday night.
0: Oh, this Sunday?
1: mm mm-hmm. Okay. My my sweetheart, Jake E. Furman, Ooh. and his parents are coming.
0: Ah, okay. Now, will your mom be attending?
1: No, she's in Georgia. And, um, my grandma, who's her mom, just had heart surgery, so.
0: Oh, yeah. She's not to be there. Yeah. I understand. Well, we wish them many blessings and love and strength Mm -hmm. to them. Sorry, mama, you can't come see your baby in the show. Because he raises his furry fist. (laughs) Let me tell y'all. You don't get that many opportunities to be heard in the show. But when he's heard, he is heard. With a capital D on that, okay? You never know who's there. You got (laughs) to... Right. I said, I'm waiting for them to contact me about a donkey spinoff. Right. I'm like, come on, Eddie, go ahead. And Swing through Ohio. Mm hmm So, you know, it's a... Coming to America too, coming out. Yeah. Mm. I'm very excited about that and nervous because it's been 30 years. Yes. And when they try to redo things, Mm. but I am happy it's in his hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I love him. I love Eddie Murphy so much. Mm. I remember when I found out that the clumps were all him. I was like, what? Because I knew he was some of the characters, Mm. but I thought he was like two. I didn't know that he was like the mom, the dad, the brother, um the grandma, and whoever else. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I actually thought grandma was real until I saw Columbus 2 and saw him undress. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Because I knew ladies who looked like her. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, hey, sometimes, you know, they're rough around edges. But, um, I just want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Can you tell the people where they can find you on social media? Now look, I'm a little old school. I don't really
1: use social media like that. Um, my Instagram hasn't been updated in almost three years,
0: but... Wow, now, now you out here trying to have a business, you you are, first of all, you are a business. The people need to know where to see and find and hear you. You can follow me on Facebook.
1: My name is Nasir Peterson, that's N-A-S-I-R, Peterson. Mm.
0: Get it together, I guess I <laughs> need to get it for you together. Yeah I,
1: yeah, I need to get it together.
0: So, before we do leave, what are some of your dream roles that you would love to play? Now, whether they're casted for you or not.
1: Okay, I'll give you my top five. One is not cast for me, and that's Effie in Dreamgirls. Girls. Of course. I just ugh. Two
0: yeah, He can sing the part.
1: I <laughs> well you know. <laughs> two would be low Kinky Boots. Same. Three Um Millie and Thoroughly Modern Millie. I really do I appreciate that role. Um for Elphaben Wicked. And the fifth one would be, who would I be? Who I'd be, um, if I, like any any of the guys in Twenty Fifth Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee that.
0: I really like that show.
1: Music in that is just. Ugh.
0: So when it comes to like the female roles that you want to play, is it just mm-hmm. the music that makes you want to play the character? Because Dana Jones. I feel like I you just. could be my Effie.
1: Yes, I feel like I feel like I just identify with them, and it's just like. Once, like for Alex Noel or however you pronounce it, uh, Noel, Noel, and once in on this island, that that played Mama,
0: uh, wait, Mama, yeah. I Forgot the name. Sorry.
1: Uh, yeah. Why can't Why can't a guy play Effie? That's well,
0: just you know him. Alex transitioned, and is a woman now. Shut up. You didn't know. I didn't know. So Alex Noel has transitioned and is using he she. And her pronouns.
1: I never, oh. She's lovely. Um, Yeah, it's just like, I, for like shows like Hairspray, what made them make uh, Tracy Turnblatt's mom a man? But, but why not can't. Motormouth. Motormouth, man. That's how I feel. Because
0: I wanted to be Motormouth.
1: It's just like things like that, that, you know, just why?
0: But to me, it's just because somebody hasn't done it yet, and we can.
1: That's true, yeah.
0: Can do anything you want. Right. So if you get. To be in charge, whether people like it or not, this is theater, right. this is the show you're going to put on. Mm-hmm. You could cast Motormouth as a male to match Etna's male. Right. Cause I never understood that, but what um what's the guy? Um what's his name? Something Waters, who made John? John Waters, yeah. who created the Hairstory movies and with Divine and the characters mm-hmm. being kind of, you know, based off of that. Why can't the character be a black character based off of that as well? Right. Because as we kind of discussed before we started recording, there's a lack of roles for us. So we Mm. end up being the random black girl or black male singing the soul in shows. Now, we accept those roles and we accept that check. Right. But (laughs) we want our ballads, we want our love stories, and we don't want it to be a black show. We just want it to be a show. And we just want to be able to be in it. So that's why Hamilton was just so, you know, monumental. Mm -hmm. I went to see it, and there were older white women sitting next to me, and they were confused the whole show. And I'm like, oh, so you just had money to come see this show. And you don't know that this show is big, besides them being fabulous. You don't know why Mm -hmm. it makes sense. She was so confused. She said, why is that guy Jefferson? I was like, sis. I mean, grandma. Right. Like, you didn't notice the whole first act? Oh, uh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But that's the world we live in. And again, why can't I be Dina Jones? Somebody else can be Jimmy. Can we Let me like, be Dina. Let's make it happen. Let me tell you. We have found a little We're going to do it. Matter of fact, we're Thomas. doing it before we leave. We got to, <laughs> we got to, we're going to have our little medley. Mm-hmm. But um, I wish I could ask you more questions. But, you know, time is ticking down. Mm-hmm. We have to get back soon so we could do our second show. And eat. And eat. But um, <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on. I'm glad I've gotten to know you a little bit more. Absolutely, yeah. And when it comes to these shows, I always plan questions that I want to ask. But I also like where the conversation goes. Mm-hmm. And I like what we talked about. Yeah, for sure. And listen... I'm going to be here for eight more weeks. You never know. We might have to do this again. Get a couple more microphones and make this a group thing. A group? Ooh. 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 Well, thank you very much, Mr. Nasir Peterson. Tell the people you love them. I love you. I ah, love you, too. <laughs> and this will be available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and eventually Audio Mac when I can upload it to that. But let me tell y'all something. This will be trademarked by the end of the year, and then you'll be able to find it on all platforms. And sooner or later, you'll be able to see our beautiful faces. Okay? So, people, again, my name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, James Major Burns. Follow me everywhere. Bye-bye.